0: God'll get you for that, (laughs) Walter. Maud is owned by Shout Factory. God'll get you for that, Walter, is produced for entertainment purposes only. Sponsored in part by Finley's Friendly Appliances. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of God'll Get You for That, Walter. Or in this case... Black, Black God, God will I'll get, get you, you for, for that, that, Florida. 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 Yes. <laughs> oh so God. today we watched um, we watched Maud and the Radical, which premiered on october tenth, nineteen seventy two. And do we I, want to tell everyone who we are? Oh, of course we do. <laughs> my name is Tom Cat, and I am joined by the fabulous, enigmatic, uh, dazzling, glamorous, sophisticated Tony Holmes. Oh, my. Go <laughs> <Come> on. <laughs> no, go on, Tom. I'm go not on. going Absolutely <laughs> uh, not. You only get one. You only oh, get one darn. column in the episode, and that's oh, the Oh, darn. End uh, but yes, uh, today we, were, we watched Lord and the Radical, which made October 10th, 1972, and what a fun, fun episode it was. This was, it's, this was like, just the epitome of Maude. Yeah. The, the, wanting to be the, the, the liberal, the fighting against injustice, but at, at the and same still time... doing it in the wrong way. At the same time, <laughs> wanting to maintain her her social standing and, and middle class-ness. I guess. Um, so I mean, it was just, its honestly one of my favorite episodes. It was a great episode. It really is. It really um, was. It opens with Florida and Walter getting into an argument because Walter is eating the, the hot hors d'oeuvres for this party that Maude is throwing um, for a Mister Jim Chambers, it was a black militant, it was a black militant, Lib- black militant liberal leader. Yes, yes. and it—it uh, it just. You automatically know it's going to be a baddie episode because uh, the way that Carol was like walking around, her body language was very like, "This is going to be this is going to be nuts." Yes, it's just going to be nuts. Like the way that all of the all of the characters were acting just made you think that there was going to be some type of foolishness going on, and there was, and there was plenty of it. Yes. So Maud is planning this party where she's having these. Uh, Um, liberal leaders come in who are very well-to-do, very loaded. Loaded. Loaded was definitely a term that we Because it's a a fundraising party. It's a fundraising party. That she has not told the invitees it is a fundraising party, which is a very very important point to make. To keep in mind. So the episode does continue with, Florida and Walter getting into an argument. yes and Florida basically saying, "Just stay out of my kitchen and stop eating the hot orders because they're for the party." She was gonna what, chop off his chop off his scooper, the scooper, <laughs> because Walter had said, um, "I just the, a meatball was going to fall off the table right. and I just wanted to scoop it up." Scoop it up. And Florida says, "You you you come into my kitchen once more and I'm going to chop off your scooper." Yes. Uh, so the episode continues with. Walter asking Carol how Maud's doing because Maud is frantic. Yes. Trying to get herself prepared, trying to get all of these things happening at once. Um, and she has a million details to take care of and Carol was like she's upstairs putting her eyelashes on. The again. Eyelashes again. So she'd been putting her eyelashes on consistently because obviously Maud wants this party to be a success. And this was one of many parties that the Finleys have hosted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because there have been Christmas parties for Finleys-friendly appliances. Right. Um, there have been, uh, like, um, parties after elections. Uh, there, there have just been a number of parties, which I think was also a very big thing to do in the 70s. In to the have 70s. yes, have a lot of dinner parties. That was that was the thing. People, uh, it's not, not like today. People don't really socialize with their neighbors the way people did back in in the seventies, especially yep. in those sort of mid to upper middle class areas, where it was a, a, a thing where people would get together and they have these, you know, mm-hmm. you know, these have these cocktail sort of parties and things things like that. It was just that was the thing to do. Yeah, it was the considered social events. We don't have those here in this no. day and age. No. The, the the social events happen at the bar. I don't even know my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I really don't. I only have the one neighbor next to my house. Uh, that's it. And we we don't ha- we don't invite them over. Right. It's just it's just something that you don't do, especially in the times of COVID. Yeah. It is. But even it, before then, even I before mean, then, I mean, there's just no. Yeah. No. It's just not the thing. Just not the thing to do. Anymore. I think. I think it's because now. I feel like it's because in most houses, most households, everybody's working. True. Because, say, back in like the, the earlier 70s, typically the wife did not work, mm-hmm. and the wives sort of made these social networks, now we have social media, we have back social then media. It, was a, it was a social network <laughs> of the neighbors... And, you know, oh, oh, well, you know, well, Mrs. Johnson is having a party next week. And, you know, we have to go, honey. And and that that's how it was. And the the couples in the neighborhoods would get together. And that's, you know, that was typical. I think more today people more have interactions with coworkers because people, yeah. I think they're so I mean, mean that was, work. You know, in so many jobs that I've worked, it really is just a small family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if you're going to have a gathering with someone, it's going to be with the people that you see most often. Right. And a lot of the time, people don't see their family all that often. They don't see their neighbors all no. that often because they see their co-workers so often. You see your co-workers they're typically more than anyone else in your life. When I, when I go to the doctor's offices, they all joke around with each other. Oh, I'm here more than I'm home. Right, and, you know, making jokes about that is really, really, really upsetting because it's like, stop glamorizing capitalism. <laughs> so true. But I—that's what, it, what it is. But, but I digress. But he digresses. I digress. Uh-huh. Um. So the episode does continue. Yes. Uh, with hold on, we took notes. We took notes. We took notes today. What What comes down? I remember she's like, she's like grabbing Walter and Carol and and like telling, holding on. To, oh, the long-tailed cat in a room full of rockers. Oh, there line. was that joke. Yeah, everybody they, told that joke. Everybody was telling that joke in the show. Yes. Was it really that popular? No. <laughs> long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking a long-tailed dairs. cat in a room full of rockers. Yes. And yet I only, I've only ever heard that line on the show. I've never heard that line. Oh, I've, I've never heard of... that line independent of my I've heard, I've heard. I've heard it elsewhere. Well, you've also been around longer than <laughs> I. That's true. I'm older than Dirk. You're not older than dirt, you stupid. That's true. That's another queen. That's an... ah! <laughs> who, sh- who shall remain nameless. <laughs> who shall re- who shall reflame nameless. <laughs> who shall remain flameless. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to worry. <laughs> our kid doesn't listen to our show. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Who shall remain flameless? Right. I should be paid to write sometimes. Uh. So the long-tailed cat and roof of the rockers is a joke that was mentioned a number of times because everyone was saying how nervous Maude was about yes. creating this party and getting everybody together. And on the invitations, clearly stating that it was not a fundraiser, not a fundraiser party, when it really was. But it really was. And um, Maud, in the beginning of the episode, states very plainly, "I have already taken two Milltown, and I'm rapidly approaching approaching berserk." Yes, and I I, I never heard of a Milltown. Neither have I. It's it's it's, it's, it's a, it's a tranquilizer, but I don't. I think it's a lighter tranquilizer than I Valium. Yes, because if you're able to take two and not be Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, right. you're able to like. But I don't know. I've never heard. of I've Mil-town never heard of, of a Milltown. I've heard of Valium. Valium. Valium was. Please, in the seventies, valiums were like candy. They were or M&M. candy. It's like, oh, you want a valium? Here, yeah, I've got. Here, have a valium. Oh, you're you a little stressed. You want to practice that? You want to riddle? a little? Go right ahead. And doctors gave them away. Like, oh, as a matter of yes. fact, the story that that your husband told us yes. really blew my mind about the diet pills. About the diet, pills, which were which were meth. Yeah, they were they were meth, meth. they, were they meth. Meth. Yes. Just, uh, just really, really, really wild. Yes. Um, but I remember, Maude. She's like, she's like grabbing them. and yes. Walter she, and Carol. She's hugging so, them. And she's being, hugging them and kissing them and being like a very sweet and enduring mother. Um, because Walter and Carol, for all that they're doing, they are definitely. Picking up a lot of the responsibilities for the party that Maud is like, because Maud's doing all of her things, and Carol and Walter are doing things around the house like cleaning and decorating and making the house look presentable. Yes. And as Maud is, I have the world's sweetest husband and the world's dearest Dearest daughter. What the hell's with the floral arrangement? (laughs) (laughs) Something's off with the floral arrangement. Something's off with the floral arrangement. And Maud is just. Beside herself. So beside herself and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. frantic. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly one of those... Th- I just... I, I love B. Arthur so much. Mm-hmm. If you couldn't already tell. No. But but seeing her perform in such an unglued and such a... Not... Ex- so, a lot of people say that Dorothy's Borneck is just maud on some type of happy pill or some type of like mood stabilizer. I don't agree. Because... Maud is just so flamboyant and so over the top. Like I, there are some episodes where I'm like, I can't take you seriously. Yeah. I just and even in interviews, um, in interviews, B. Arthur had said that Maud was very outrageous mm-hmm. and very over the top and very. Um, I think she. I think she even said like, if Dorothy and Maud were in the same room, Dorothy would turn to Maud and be like. Maud Mellow out. Yeah, just calm down. Yes, which is actually an episode that's brought. It's called Maud's Mood. We'll get to it, but okay. it basically deals with Maud's um, manic depressive mm-hmm. episodes. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that they were able to like address that type of mental health issue on top of anxiety in the first episode, and then manic depressive disorder in later episodes. I, yeah. ju- I appreciate that because so that much. was that was you can I mean you can see that that Maud. Was so different than the Dorothy character. Very different. Maude had you know, the manic depressive. It, it was. It was there. She. She'd be like, you know, it would, she's hugging Walter. She's and Carol hugging Walter and, and Carol one second, and, sees, and then one thing out of place, and goes absolutely berserk. Exactly. Exactly. Whereas Dorothy was sort of the the Logic. stabilizing rock she's character in the Golden so. Girls. Very it was much. Like so. it was like which if. Comparatively speaking, that's the Carol character. Yeah. Carol is definitely more of like the logical thinking, rock type character... That's very emotionally stable, despite having all of the pre-existing conditions that she has. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's the type of character... And Walter is just... Walter. Yeah. (laughs) So, the episode continues, and while Maud is going absolutely frantic... Floridian wearing a French made outfit. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I never really know how to address issues like that. Because, on the one hand, it is funny for the obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. Because you have the maid in a traditional maid's Maid's outfit. outfit. Um... But then you add on top of that the fact that Florida is black and it just, it sort of takes it to a very, I don't want to say realistic level, but Mm. a very intrinsically specific Uh area. Uh And, uh, you know, especially during the 70s, jokes like that were made quite frequently. There were actually two very racially, um, there were two very racially, uh, uh, not racially motivated? No, not racially motivated two um, there were several jokes that pertained to race yes that if done in today's uh, situational comedy world would be met with cancel sc- yeah with met with a lot of scrutiny yes um, we will address them we will use we will use kid gloves when addressing them yes. as we do with most of the issues that we yes. address um, so Florida enters wearing a maids outfit Florida. and yes. Again, Maud just continues to go insane, saying, I really question your social sensitivity. I really question, like, why you guys are, like, putting me through this right now. And, uh, unfortunately, as a plot device, the maid that was originally called to serve at the party got tomaine poisoning From at a previous party. Previous party, yes. At a previous party that the, that the maid that was supposed to work worked. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Logistically, that yes. makes sense. And Carol, in her infinite wisdom, had said, Florida, if you can, please work the party. Right. But Maude was insistent on the fact that Florida not worked the party because she doesn't want to offend a militant black leader. She doesn't want him to know that she has a black servant. Correct. And she doesn't want Jim Chambers to come into a house where... You use black people to do the work that right. white people won't do. Right. And Walter, in the sweet, gentle Walter that he is, says, but he will be in a household, a typical middle-class household, where they use black people to do the work that white people won't do. Right? To which Maud retorts, God will get you for that, Walter. Yes. And, you know, it is very true. During the 60s and 70s, there were very few... White maids. Right. And there were, you, you, that's, that's just, I guess, the, I don't and want to I, call it the norm during the time. And I think the only one on, on TV was Hazel. <laughs> Uh, every every yes. you know every other time there was there was a maid on a on a, on a show they were always someone of they color were always someone of color or someone of Latin heritage mm-hmm. and uh, it, you know it it's a plot device it really is mm-hmm. not until like later in season two when we get Mrs Naugatuck mm-hmm. do we have a a a typical um, white servant. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have, we're definitely going to be with Florida for a while, and these jokes, again, yes. are from a time when it was socially acceptable to make those jokes. Nowadays, nah. You're right. Please don't. I mean, Please refrain. Yes. And, and they, they got rid of the Aunt Jemima brand, didn't they? Didn't I they believe they did. Completely you Completely s- get rid of them. You can still find some of them, but the family didn't want to remove the Aunt Jemima image. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. Because I remember, it was was it last, it last was a bit, year? Was yeah, it a was bit, last it was big, year. It was a big, big controversy where um, the brand and Jemima wanted to rebrand themselves. They wanted to get rid of... Uh, they, wanted, they wanted to do away with... Um, Aunt the, Jemima. They wanted to do away with Aunt Jemima, and they wanted to do something a little bit more like maybe a log cabin, which, just as bad if not worse. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Um, or they may have done something uh, different, but... It raised a lot of red flags with people. Yeah, and uh, you know, critical race theory is a mm-hmm. big, a big hot button issue. Yes, really. yes. And there are some politicians who want to do away with it completely, mm-hmm. have it not be taught in colleges. And you know, there was a, they want to teach it to younger children, mm-hmm. and I feel that that's going to help matters. Of course. Because it's going to point out... It's going to point out white privilege. Right. It's going to point out black history that we were not taught... That's been been whitewashed. That's been very whitewashed, that we've not been taught in grade school. Right. So sorry, excuse me. And um, I just... I'm very disappointed that there are politicians that are like, well, we... We don't need to know. It. No, you, you do need to know about it. This is part of history. This, yeah. is, this is how we learn. This is how we grow. But you know Republicans. They, yeah. like, they like to make it so that you're just not educated anymore. Right. That makes them happy. Right. They, just, they like you stupid, poor, and giving them all the money. Exactly. So That's that on that. Yep. The episode continues. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. With Maude making a comment that she doesn't want Florida presenting a Aunt Jemima image. Yeah, speaking of, she doesn't want, it's, she does not want, she doesn't want Florida to represent an Aunt Jemima image. Mm -hmm. And then Florida in, uh, (laughs) just thinking back to that episode, it it, it makes me chuckle, but she uses a very Jim Crow accent, saying, Lordy, Lordy, you want me to go shuffle off into the kitchen and mix you up another batch of flatjacks? Right. To which, to which Maud retorts... A black god will get you for that, Florida. Yes, <laughs> and uh, you know jokes like that—you just cannot get away with these days. And well, I, you know, I think I think if if a person of color wants to use that in the way that Florida did as being sarcastic, you know. I think that you think that would get a buy. I think I think that's. I, I don't guess, think it, would, I guess wrong it would. I guess it would. depend heavily on what the network when wants you're to when do. you're you know when when the person of color is doing it to point out the to point out the hypocrisy, the hypocrisy of it. Of it. You that's know, true. That's you very know. true, and that's how it was used here. Yeah, that's how exactly how it was used. Here. Yeah. It was very used. It was used in a very sarcastic, very acerbic way. Like, girl, yeah. Please, calm exactly, down. yeah. Just calm, calm down, please. Yeah. You know? You're making a spectacle of yourself. It, it would not. It would not fly for a Caucasian person. No, absolutely that. not. Absolutely so. not. And I mean, obviously, don't make jokes that you're not supposed to make. Right. It all. Do- We've had multiple conversations about context. Yes. yes. Had multiple conversations about context. It really is all in the way that the. That the joke is presented, right. it's very much in the way that the it's very much in the way that the actors are acting that mm-hmm. that joke out. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this case, it was it it landed like the joke yeah. landed. The yes. joke landed, and that's well, Florida. Florida was making a, a point that yeah. she was anything but an Aunt Jemima. Correct. So she I, even says, "I have three black kids, and I have a husband who's a fireman, and together they're raising." A family. Right. And if there's anything Aunt Jemima in that, she'll eat it. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so, Maud, in an impassioned plea, says, I'll pay you not to work. Not to <laughs> work. Um, <laughs> which... Honestly, I, I could to, get that gig. We, I wish we could get <laughs> that gig. Honestly. Please, please pay us not to do this pay show. Pay us not to do... <laughs> no, no, no. We We're still going to do it. <laughs> we'll still do it anyway, but, we'll do it. but pay us. But pay us. Pay us. Please we'll, and thank you. you we'll leave our PayPal we'll, info <laughs> in the comments section. <laughs> so, uh, the episode continues, and... Um, what's going on about how she has to raise $15,000 for, for Jim Chambers at this party. Yes. yes. That the guests do not know is a fundraising party. Yeah, and they, um, she was mentioning the guest list, the William Ferguson, the William Kennys, yes. uh, the um, something Ferguson's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how these are very, again, well-to-do white upper middle class individuals who donate money to liberal organizations. Right. So you would imagine that they would be all for what this party is going to be about, exactly. But that's not exactly how it works. Yeah, so we're going to get to that. Oh yes, very soon. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um. So after Florida goes and takes off her takes off her maid's outfit, saying that I think she's sometimes like, she's like it, fine. Um, black on black is worse than white on white. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that happens, Arthur enters. Yes. And we all know how Arthur behaves when it comes to liberal democratic oh, yes. ideals and ideations. Oh, yeah. He is very much against it. He's very much a Republican's Republican. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. She wants to raise 15000 dollars for Jim Chambers. And Arthur's like, Are you mad? Mm-hmm. Are you are you insane? But there is a reason as to why Arthur is there. He's checking up on more because he gave her the two miltown. The mil- didn't the he miltown. Yes. gave her the two miltown, and I think also is going to give her a valium a valium so pills are being distributed left right sideways yeah. and it's just part of the drama yeah <laughs> and i mean it's so crazy cuz you would never see that in god, in yes, a, a god sitcom no. i they, mean they, they the, in in the 70s it was much easier to fill a prescription for a pill oh god yeah. than it is today oh yeah because today you have you know people who will take um, Something with uh, oh god why can't I think about it you know you work in CVS for so long you think you remember these well things. it's like you can't even buy the uh, the some of the yes. some of the decongestants it's because they have what is that one specific ingredient oh I yeah. forget the metal that they use they can yeah. use to make methamphetamine yep that's and, correct you know it's it was like I um, there were times that like because. I worked in that, mm-hmm. in that, but because I worked in CVS, there were times when you would need to give us your license. The license, yes. And you would get checked. Yes. Like, they would check you in the system to see how many times you've been in there to buy, who, like, is connected to that specific license. Because I had, I had bought, like, a 30 day supply. Yeah. like, I had to show my license to get it. And I, I used up the 30 day supply. And I want, wanted to get, you know, I was still having really bad allergies. wanted to get an, another batch and they, they they said they said oh no you 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 you're, you can't you can't get any, I I had only I bought a thirty day supply and it was over thirty days and I still couldn't get yeah. another batch I was I was I was like. I'm not using this to make, meth, uh, you I'm know, not, You're i not using or, it to make crank. I, 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 I just can't breathe. It's... I mean, it was, like, unbelievable. But it re... I guess it reached that point where the pharmacies were like, we have to do something about this. Or doctors reached a point where they're like, we have to do something about this. People are obviously getting sniff, swig, puff, and your cares are gone. Yeah. Um... And it it really it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that it's gotten to that point. Yeah, but there's always going to be a drug crisis because oh, oh, Nixon, oh Nixon and Reagan, they're the reasons Uh, why we have a drug problem. uh, And anybody that says otherwise, you're wrong. (laughs) You're wrong. It's Uh that simple. Um, Well, isn't it nice to see that like a lot, uh, uh, many of these. um, Marijuana um, misdemeanors are going to like, be wiped, like, wiped clean. clean from people's yeah. records. I mean, I appreciate so much that marijuana is becoming a legalized drug in uh, in society. I'm, I'm really, really, really grateful for that because there's a lot of people that just it. It serves a multitude of yes. purposes. Yes. It serves a multitude of purposes. It helps with glaucoma. It helps with it helps with cancer treatment. My mother, when she was in the last few months, she passed away from ovarian cancer. Yeah. The only way she was able to eat was my and she was really so weak, my stepfather, he would like inhale some of the he would, of the joint yeah. and you know, blow it into her, yeah, she, her she, mouth. She shot gun off of them. And that was that was the only way that she would get any sort of an appetite that she was able to keep. Anything they're trying. Down. They're trying to make it so that drugs that people are on, they're making it easier for people to get weaned off the drugs that they're on. Mm. Um, marijuana, obviously, is going to become illegalized drug. It's going to become the law of the land. And there are drug companies that are there are drug companies, and there are rehabilitation centers mm. that are trying to get it so that you can get um, clean drugs Mm -hmm. to wean a person off of their addiction. Uh And I think that's brilliant that there are rehabilitation centers that are even thinking of doing that. Mm. Um, If I'm not mistaken, I remember reading that there were rehabilitation centers doing that with heroin, Mm. doing it with um, uh, hallucinogens, hallucinogenics, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think also doing it with coke. But doing it in a way where it's a controlled atmosphere, uh-huh. where there's no way that you could potentially like get get it from anywhere else, uh-huh. and just managing it that way, drug management. Mm-hmm. Like I love the fact that there is these soon-to-be drug management programs. Mm-hmm. Now, personally, I don't like marijuana. I, I, it's not for everybody. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't have any problem with somebody that wants that wants to use it. Yep. Same. But like, for for me personally, I don't like the smell. You know, I've tried it. It's I, you very know, I don't. I don't like the. It makes my throat very scratchy. And we're singers. And I'm a sing- yeah, we're, we're singers. singers. We're, we're, we, we use our voices constantly. I'm I mean, obviously. Like, and it just it, it sort of takes you out of things for a little because it draws you out. Uh, yeah, I just I just never just never cared for me. Uh, it's like if anything, once in a while, I have a cocktail. And I like my girly drinks, like an am- <laughs> like an amaretto sour, a cosmopolitan, and amaretto sour. Yes, yeah, I, mean, I love amaretto <laughs> sours. I am have <laughs> amaretto. I have am sour mix. I'm a, I'm an old woman. I drink Manhattan cocktails. I drink Holy those are War good bangers, Those are good cocktails. <laughs> and I drink Top Shelf because, of course, I do. Of course, you do. Um, <laughs> we're, we're refined ladies. We're refined ladies of the evening. <laughs> Uh, but actually, it's uh, funny that we mention alcohol because that does, in fact, oh yes, make matters much worse for Laud later yes, in the show. Yes. Um, oh. So let's see. I also, speaking of, I adored. Speaking of alcohol, here. Yeah, okay, I adored Carol's outfit throughout the entire. Oh, the green dress, yes, that the green, green gown. tunic dress. I liked what it. a beautiful it was, outfit! Yes, and she had that perfect figure. For she it. did. Now Laud gets a phone call. Laud gets a phone call from uh, Marcellus Jackson. I think I forget. I think yep, Marcellus Jackson. They're the only black guests that were invited to the party. Yes, and they say they can't. They come. can't come. And Maud delivers in such a delicious way. She screams at the top of the chaos. Uh, yes. <laughs> now here's the thing. Yes, Maud. She's you know always you know portraying herself as this this, this domineering, this li- very proud, liberal person, but she only knows. One black couple. One black couple. So there's there's that sort of uh, hypocrisy. Hypocrisy of of Maude. It's uh-huh. like you know, it's it's like, well, wait a minute. You're, you're supposed to be this, you know, you know, this and modern fighter uh-huh. and, and and breaking down the walls, establishing social justice warrior, uh, social justice warrior, and she only knows one black couple. <laughs> yeah. Ah, it's, you know, it's really one of those things that, and we've mentioned this in previous episodes, it's what makes Maud human. Yes. It definitely is part of the reasons why Maud is such a human character, because yes. I can see somebody being this, you know, militant liberal about social justice and social equality for the races and civil civil justice for all, but only knowing two people. Right. Of that specific... Of color. That minority. Of that, that specific marginalized group yep um and now now well, I i i know he made he made a joke and he used the term orientals he did use the term orientals um and that is i want to say that's the last time that we want to use that that term yes um so because we, that term should only be used when apl- applied to rugs or, va- or vases not people not people people are not Oriental. Your makes carpet, your rug, your vices. What makes the joke that much worse is the way that the joke was presented. Mm-hmm. Um, so Maud hangs up the phone, goes crazy, and Carol, of course, is being reasonable and understanding these are obviously not your average guests. They're right. black. Um, and Walter goes, you should always have a backup black. And Maud goes, God, if you really do exist, get him soon. Um, to which Carol replies, I think Carol says something to the effect of, try the yellow pages. Oh, d- oh I, is that what she said? Carol says, try the yellow pages, okay. and that's when Walter uses Makes the, the t- aforementioned comment. Like, okay. I thought they were only for uh, that specific group of people. And Maud says, hurry, hurry! Yeah. And it's just really one of those jokes that you hear it, and you go, ew. Yeah, that's that one was cringy. That was, it was a very, very cringeworthy, very cringy. Yes, and you know we're living in a world that doesn't that does have a lot of AAPI, um, American Asian Pacific, Pacific Islander, Islander hatred. Yes, and you and know... especially in this in this area. oh yeah, especially in this era, and and in this area, like in, in New York City, yeah. there's it's, it's like lot. every day we're seeing like um, hate crimes against um, Asian American Pacific Islander people. That's correct. It's like, it's horrible. It's upsetting. And, and, and like, Pete, they're just, like, you see, they, like, they've got, like, live video footage. Somebody's just they're, walking down the street and somebody just walks up to them and, and like... Punches, punches them. Punches them, knocks them out cold and... It's horrible. For, horrible. Horrible. For the first For the first couple of months after the pandemic, when the pandemic yes. started, yes. there were so many people, especially in my family, that would not eat Chinese food. Yes. Isn't that disgusting? I know that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually, I like. I actually made a point like on social media of like you know we would because we get it all the time, and yeah. I had no problem um, with. And I would say, oh, here we've got our sweet and sour chicken and our egg foo young, and we're enjoying it. And there, there you go. And the, um, you know, like uh, the restaurant right up the mm-hmm. up the street. I'm not yeah. going to say their name because they're not sponsoring us. <laughs> yes. but you know which one I'm talking about. I do. I, I do, mean, do, they do. they set up a whole thing with plastic. Barriers, and they had um, the the um, the ant- antiseptic uh, hand yeah. uh, hand sanitizer. sanitizer when hand you sanitizer hand sanitizer <laughs> yes um, to, to be very you know uh, socially distanced very very careful they were only letting so many people you had to go right. in in the mask and they were only let so many people in at a time to like right. get the order so I had no problems and everybody working had them had a mask on. Even though they were cooking in a hot kitchen. They handled it as best they could. Yeah. So and I had no it's, problem. It's really unfortunate that they had to handle it at all. Yeah. Um, but that's what happens mm-hmm. when you have a leader who says stupid stuff. Yeah. But um, Yeah. But I had no I had no problem whatsoever, like, with getting a Chinese takeout. Neither did I. I, I, I enjoyed there it. There were times when I really was just like I'm hankering for it, and I, mm-hmm. I, I just I just want it. Can yeah. We, can we just can we just have it, please? Yeah. Please. Have it again. So that's that is our feelings on on that. Mm-hmm. And it, again, just not not the greatest of jokes to make. Just yes. very 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 of the time, very in poor taste. Um, so so Maud calls up. I forget who they who they were. Um, she goes, she goes to her, her friend Diane. She goes her friend Diane because yeah, she, she knows because uh, she, she goes on this whole thing about w- Walter, who was that black couple that we who was at that, that other that other, other benefit we, breakfast that we that we had, yeah, that, that we were uh, guests at, and and, Wal- and Walter's like, uh, oh, they uh, they were black, they're short, short, fat, black, fat, black fat, and boring, and boring, and you know, and then. I mean, Maud obviously like glowers at him, like why yeah. saying this stupid stuff? And he goes, "Maud, just because a couple's black doesn't mean they can't be boring," which is which is true. It's very boring. boring can, a boring boring rise across, across the boring, board. Yes, it 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 it, it knows no. Uh, it doesn't discriminate. Prejudice. There's no prejudice. There's to no word prejudice boring. <laughs> in, in boring. So he did have a. He did have well, a. He a did have a point. point. So. so she calls her friend Diane. But Maud needs them. Yes, Maud does <laughs> need them. <laughs> Maud needs them to appease to appease the gods. Yes. And um she calls her friend Diane because she, her she knows Diane. her friend they were they were friends of her friend Diane. Yes. So Diane says, "Could you come? Could you and your husband come?" to the party? Mort is asking Diane. Diane. Yes, Maud invites Diane. Can you come to the party? And by the, you can. Yeah. Great. Great. Would you mind also bringing that charming black couple that you know? And Diane catches Maud in her little line. Yes, because Diane says in her hypocrisy, in her hypocrisy, she realizes Maud doesn't really want Diane. She wants Diane's black couple friend. Yeah, Well, Diane, how could you say such a thing? Diane, what a terrible thing to say! And then Maud hangs up yes. the phone. Carol goes, or was it Walter who said? What did she say? Either one, I don't. I think remember. it was one of them. What and then Maud goes. She said to just call the black couple. Yeah. <laughs> she can't because she, can't because remember she their doesn't even remember their names. Or she what doesn't their really. Phone number she was. doesn't really know them. So, oh. so that's that said, that Maud is going on that uh, I, I I I need a black person here at the party. I. I and that's when Florida is, Florida as if on cue, as if, as in as a situational cue. comedy, as is, if gonna, on is walking two. out to leave. Miss Finley, I'm leaving now. And really, just the brilliance of this show is nothing's there's nothing said. There's no, no dialogue. It's all camera, it's all editing, it's all Reaction. facial expressions. Yeah. Florida does a slow burn turn. She can feel the, she the can eyes, eyes of, the of eyes them eyes on, on the back on of her, her head as she approaches the door. And she turns around, and Carol and Walter are looking at Florida. Maud is looking at Florida, closes one eye, and it's ju- you. It, it's a slow zoom into Maud's face. And it's just hilarious. So funny. It's so hilarious. It's really one of those brilliant things that you just sometimes don't get in modern sitcoms. No. Like, you don't get a slow burn moment. No. You don't get that sort of, like... You don't get that sort of edited scene where you have one action happening and then it jumps to another action happening and they're both equally dynamic and equally funny it, it was it was actually very theatrical very theatrical you don't see that in today's sitcoms today's sitcoms are i mean a lot of situational comedies years ago were based sort of in that yeah like theater mm-hmm. play situation yeah and uh, I just, I, one of those moments where I'm just like, chef's kiss. Yes. It was so, so brilliant. Mm-hmm. So then we cut to commercial and then we come back. And the far, party's, and in, the full party's swing. in full swing. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is going off without a hitch. Mm-hmm. Um, the, Jefferson, the Fergusons and the William Kennys have not yet arrived. Right. Um, but Arthur's there. There's a ton of guests. Um, they're all complimenting Maude on how wonderful the party is and how she's doing a great job and how she has absolutely nothing to, um, there's nothing that Maud really needs to worry about because all of her parties are just done so flawlessly and so fabulously. And then as soon as that guest turns away, Maud immediately goes over to Arthur and asks for a Valium. For a Valium. (laughs) Oh my god. Just immediately rushes up, Arthur, I need the Valium. And he's like, Well you already you already had two miltowns. And you already just had two miltowns. That that would be way too much. Yeah. would be too much. Yeah. Um and also, uh, this outfit that Maud wears oh, is one of my absolute favorites. It's this gorgeous purple gown floor length gown with a purple scarf and a purple robe over it. Just very elegant, very maud. And and Everybody was dressed to the nines. I mean, yes, there, this was a very big social event. Well, You don't see that nowadays when Not pe- at people all. come o- come over. They're in jeans and a t shirt. Yeah, if if that. I mean, it was like, but that was typical of, it was of very that time typical of that time period where you were yeah. just. I mean. If you weren't talking about the fashions, you were talking about who did what to whom at the party. Yes. Or you were talking about the food that was served. Right. Like, you would go to these events, and it would just be that. It would be a big social gathering. Everybody would be talking to everybody. There'd be cigarette smoke everywhere. Right. And drinks Drinking. everywhere. And, yeah. And everyone would be having a marvelous, marvelous time. And the outfits were sometimes the only reason. You There were even parties for people who would get a hat. Yeah. Like, if somebody got a new hat, or if somebody got a new sewing machine, or if somebody got a new car, there'd be a social event to break in the new materials. Yes. (laughs) Not like that anymore. No. Nope. Now you get likes on Facebook. Yes. If you're lucky. (laughs) If you're lucky. If you're lucky. (laughs) Did Did I like your last thing? I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know if I did. have no idea. <laughs> Does it matter at this point? I don't. know. Time has already passed. We can no longer recapture. By the By the way, like us on Facebook like at us on Facebook at God will get you for that, Walter, and Instagram at Findley's Friendly Appliances. Yes. Did so we just plug ourselves? We did just plug ourselves oh on God. our own. Oh my show. goodness! I can't believe it. We and it was so. so it was so subtle too. <laughs> The most it was subtle. A, it was the height of subtlety. Well, the most. I mean, are are either of us really subtle? I don't think so. I think the only time you use subtle and Tony Holmperm and Tomcat in the same sentence is no. Tony Holmperm and Tomcat are not subtle. They're not subtle. So, so true. So the episode continues. Maud ends up getting a. Uh, she. Uh, well, well, Arthur ends up letting her take the five milligrams. Which the she five wants, milligrams of vanilla. She wanted the. Take it with a, with a drink. She wanted to take it with an alcoholic beverage. The, yeah, knock it down with a drink. One thing you don't do at all is you mix alcohol with pills. Yeah, you no. just you just don't do you're, that. Yeah, no, you're asking for trouble. Asking for trouble. And, and and in all seriousness, it's it's very dangerous. Very dangerous. There are people that have died dangerous. because of that. Of conditions. course, yeah. There are people absolutely. that have died because of doing that. Absolutely. Whether it's you know you you even see with celebrities nowadays like yep. where they'll mix their pills that they're taking with alcohol and it's just a diabolical concoction. So please if you're going to drink, drink responsibly and if you're going to take medication, please be medicated under a licensed practitioner. Yes, please. That's pretty, for, that's been our 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 our, 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 our recommended That's uh, our go, that's our good boy scout deed for the day. Yes. We are the Girl Scouts right. of America. All right. So now the, the, the Fergusons and the William Kennys show up at the door. Yes, they do. Which is important because they donated 5000 to Julius To Julius LaRosa. La yes. They donated the 5000 to Julius LaRosa. So Maud knows they've got deep pockets. Yes, they do. And she wants them to reach into And she wants to reach deep pockets. into those pockets. Yes. So Fla- Maud ends up turning to Walter saying, These are the William Kennys, and they are looted. Looted. Because the, the, the everything is now like take starting to take effect big time. Yep. Yep. As far as the pills and as the booze as far as the pills and the booze, they're yes. well they're going to they're going to meet eventually, friends. Yes. Don't you worry. Yes. So I, I think this is about when Florida makes her entrance um, down the stairs. When did she make the entrance? Did she make it before or after? I thought it was after that. Uh, yes, because then, then um Maud introduces her as uh, Mrs. What was what was the Florida name? Florida Dubinay. Dubonet Dubinay. Mrs. Florida Dubonet. Florida Dubinay. With, with a turban on, she came down in this. It was a really very attractive gown. Yes. It was yellow. It was a yellow a marigold. It was a yellow marigold dress with a green. I think a green wrap and a brown turban. Or, was it more orange? A burnt orange. Burnt, burnt orange? Yeah. Burnt orange, like light brown. Yes. It was it was very it was very, very, nice. attractive yeah. very attractive on her. Very attractive on her. Gorgeous earrings, yeah. like very tasteful jewelry. Yeah. Um and she she walked down the stairs. Like she owned the long. place. She owned the place. And which is <laughs> what Maud wanted her to do. Exactly. Which is exactly what Maud had intended her to do. Yes. I'm now looking at my notes, and this <laughs> is where they get all cabobbled. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, right.
0: this, and, and now Maud wants to, she wants to make an announcement, remember? She does want to make an announcement, but even before that, she says, I think it was after Florida came down, uh-huh. and it was, I think, right after the William Kennys and the Fergusons got there, she goes over to the bar, unsupervised! Oh, yes, yes! No one watches her go over right. to the bar, and she tries to make herself a tumbler of scotch with some... Um, seltzer. Seltzer water. Yes. She ends up missing the glass completely, and up, she Of the seltzer. Of the seltzer. And just has the scotch. Just has the scotch in her hand, and she downs. She knocks back that whole glass. Literally drinks the entire thing in one go. Hands it, to, hands it to Walter. Hands it to Walter, who then looks at Arthur and says, Arthur, Maud just drank a tumbler of scotch. Yeah. With all the pills going on in her system, what's... What'll happen? Yeah. Arthur goes with Maud. Anything. Anything. <laughs> And he's right, and he's one hundred percent right. And this is where, to me, like Maud shines. Yes. <laughs> so she makes an announcement, saying like Jim Chambers is going to be here soon, and she starts to get a little loopy. Yes. She starts to say, "And now, ladies and gentlemen, my rendition of Rodgers and Hammerstein's immortal South oh. Pacific, some oh. enchanted oh. evening." Oh. And she sings it so loud and so proud. And she's singing to a full room of people. Right. Just completely and totally out of her skull. And Walter runs up to her, grabs her, holds her tight, says, Announcement! Announcement! <laughs> because now Walter needs to do what Walter does best. Which corral is Maude. Corral Maude and, like, hold on to her and make sure that she doesn't do anything stupid. Right. Which... She's on her way there. She's already there. She's already there. She's already there. She's already there. <laughs> so, um, Maud turns to Walter in her very drunken, pilled-up stupor. You interrupted my speech to the ensemble. <laughs> and, you know, just watching the interaction between a very uh, trying to stabilize his wife, Walter... And Maud just being Maud. <laughs> <laughs> it really does, it really does tickle your funny, bone, Like, the way that it's performed, all things to the side. When you take out the booze and you take out the pills and you have it be a husband and wife, it really is very touching that, like, Walter's like, I should have watched my wife, but I didn't, and now we're all paying for it. Of course. So... Um, Jim Chambers is on his way. The phone call is, like... I think Maud was on the phone with Jim Chambers. Jim Chambers-Aid. Jim Chambers-Aid saying he's going to be here in less than 12 12 minutes. minutes. And just constantly, like, 12, 10, 5, he's here. Um, and just the constant slow decline of the evening. Because once Maud drinks the tumbler, it's like the entire mood in the room shifts. Mm -hmm. And, um... And then, then they. Um, Maude is talking about his book. Give us Colorado. Give us Colorado. Yes. Give us Colorado. Um, Arthur feels it is now his turn right. to take the focus off of Maud and put the focus on him. Yes. Where he mentions the book, "Give Us Colorado," which I've—I don't know if that's a real book. I'm pretty sure it's a real book. Is it? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not 100. Hold well, on. We'll have to find. Vamp. To find out. Vamp. Okay. Vamp. Da 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 da, da. <laughs> You're not have, Please go into our concession stand and have one of our lovely treats. <laughs> I need like the, the, dancing, the dancing hot dog, hot dog, dancing dog and popcorn. <laughs> and popcorn. <laughs> So it is appearing that Give Us Colorado is just something that does not exist. They just made it up. They just made it up. They just, but so the premise of the, the book. The premise is, of the book is that Um Jim Chambers wants to be wants the entire black community to be given the state of Colorado. Yes. And it again, just very in-pour-taste jokes made. Yeah. Um Mr. William Kenny says, well, the hell with them, blacks don't ski. Yeah. Just very ignorant, but also very of the time. Not not even the fact that it's an of the time joke, mm-hmm. but the fact that um, it was a white, liberal, yeah. liberal-minded individual making such a ignorant, classless comment right. on an entire community of people just really, again, shows the hypocrisy that Norman Lear was always trying to show within his shows. Right. He was always trying to show that mindset of, you're never going to get a perfect human being, because there is no such thing as a perfect human being unless you're the two of us. Exactly. And even then, sometimes it's questionable. Sometimes. I've seen your gowns. (laughs) (laughs) And you've seen my (laughs) pantsuits. And I've seen your pantsuits. So, it really is oh, one no. of those brilliant things about the show, and about all of Norman Lear's shows, that he just shows very human characters. Right? There's not very many, like, yes, Maud taking the pills, getting up on, on her, getting to the top of the staircase and singing Some Enchanted Evening, just losing her cookies everywhere. And but it was a human thing. It was a very human well, thing. Us hasn't, like, had too much to drink or, or something like that yes. a, a, on occasion. and 100%. percent i s- gotten too loose and done stupid stuff. I have drunk texted someone. or. <laughs> All right, if you're going to at me, at least let me know before you do that, thank you. I need to be better prepared for these things. So what if I messaged my ex? Who cares? It was a delicious margarita, damn it. Um. So that oh. that re- it really is again one of the beautiful things that I love oh. about Maud and I love about Norman Lear shows. Oh. He will take these of the time issues and he will make them. He will make them human. Yes. He'll make it very human, very realistic. And again, I just put Maud on a streaming service already, please. Hulu, get your act together. Yeah. Really. Um. Now Arthur wants to call out. Arthur calls duvenet. out. Ar- after Arthur calls out, "Give us Colorado," he then turns to Florida. Yes, because Arthur obviously knows that Florida is Maud's maid. Yeah. And did you notice? Again, one of the things that I love most about the acting in this. Did you see Adrian Barbeau react to that? No, I wasn't paying attention. She to that. Re- yes, she reacts to Arthur like, "Are you are you really going to do that right now?" Oh, like she literally gives him that look. Like uh-huh. Arthur, what are you doing? Don't say anything. Oh, And uh, Arthur calls out, like, who is Florida? And then Maud, because at that point, Arthur being a white male of status and of privilege, everyone's going to turn their attention to him. Right. So because of doing that, Maud says, you really want to know? You really want to know? (laughs) You (laughs) really want to know? Who is Mrs. Jubinet? I have an even better question for you, Arthur Harmon. Who is you? <laughs> Who is any of us? Well, oh, Sylvia? Yes, it Sylvia. <laughs> Sylvia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't kill yourself. I promise nothing. <laughs> um, uh, but just such a funny, funny oh. moment. And when you when you get to mix serious conversations with humor, you make a really beautiful potion. And again, I just I cannot speak glowingly enough about this show just because of the amount of human qualities about it. Leave me alone and let me talk fun yeah. about this. I want to make I want to make I want to love this show, Dan. <laughs> 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 now, now, now they start uh, one starts saying that Mrs. Dubonnet is a visitor is a, is from, a, from a f- far off. Country? Some, yeah, or or, land for, or Hold on, a, so, a far something. off... I have it written down somewhere. Uh, nope, that's not it. New, new emerging black community. A new and emerging <laughs> black community. A, a new t- and emerging t- to t- which t- Florida t- says, Yeah, uh, Harlem. Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Just the, again, the writing oh. on this show is so good, yes. so good. Dated, but good. Dated, um, but I have to, I have to say, um, the the character of Florida was was so well well so written and so, so well written. Yeah, so very intelligent. Yeah. Like you know, you, you know, years ago you would have Hattie McDaniel as a maid. Yeah. You would have. Um, I'm trying to think of another very famous black maid character. And, like, the only ones that come to mind are from Mae West movies. But that was also because Mae West wanted to hire yeah. black actresses and black actors for and the And that shows. was the, all they would let her... That's all they would let her do. Let them be portrayed She ass. would not let them be portrayed as, like, competition for her. She would not have them be portrayed as, like, anything other than a minstrel show type right. or a maid. And it's just... See how far we've come? Like, yeah. in the 30s, they were maids. In the 70s, they were maids. And then then after that, it just... That was when everyone started to understand that that is a negative, nasty stereotype. Right. So that's how we ended up with the Jeffersons right. and Good Times and 221 yeah. and Living Single and just what's happening even. Yeah. Like, what's happening didn't have any, any like, specific maid characters in it. Yeah, no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe so. The thing with Florida, though, was she even though she was working in a job that was stereotypical it was still a job it was to, to her she was she was like listen i need to i need to earn a living I, you know she, she i have a family to support yeah that was, it was it was it was like it was logical yes it was it was logical and she was like yeah i i may be a maid but I, I, you know i'm not like being oppressed I, no, i'm, I'm doing this because i'm i'm You know, I'm choosing to do this because I need to As a matter of fact, Florida made a very astute observation towards the end of the episode um, where Arthur actually asks her, Mm -hmm. Do you think that what Jim Chambers is trying to do is of of noble quality? Or, I'm trying to remember what he says specifically, but Florida comes back with that saying, Well, maybe so, but he's not going to come to any realizations at a white cocktail party. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. That's so, like again a brilliantly well written character. Yeah. And I mean, Esther role played her so so famously, and and, and she was a hundred percent right. Yeah. She was. Yeah. Because ob- I mean, as the episode progresses, um, Maud ends up becoming a little loose-lipped. Yes. Where she says, I mean, obviously. He, Obviously, Jim Chambers isn't going to find anything happening at a white cocktail party, but it's still a cocktail party for him, where it's a fundraising party. And that was all, and that was all needed anybody wanted to, to, to hear. Especially the, the, the William The and the William Kennys say, fundraising,
1: fundraising party? Fundraising party. Like, how dare you? Yeah.
0: Nothing in my invitation said anything about a fundraising party. Right. And again, Maud continues to be loose-lipped Maud and right. very aggressive, saying, come off it. With your personality, (laughs) why why would you be invited anywhere else but to a fundraiser? Nobody's inviting you to anything for any other reason than to to just have your pockets pinched. So, at that moment, everyone starts to leave. Everyone leaves. And Laud calls out Arthur saying, this is all your fault. Mm -hmm. It's all because of you. And then Arthur, probably one of the better lines that he's had in in the entire episode was, three things ruined your party. Your deceit, your lies and you're singing, and you're singing. Oh, that, that was a low blow. That was a very low this, blow. That was a low blow. And <laughs> there was actually a joke in a later episode where um, I think Maud was talking to Walter, saying uh, they kicked me out of choir in, in when, I, when, I, when she was in Catholic school. Uh-huh. And he said, "Why did they kick you out of Why did they kick you out of the choir?" And she goes, "Because I was singing." <laughs> So everyone leaves, and then of course, as everyone's leaving, Mr. Jim Chambers shows up and says, Walter, he's here. What do I do? What do I do? Because Carol went to go drive Florida home. So she's gone. Walter was going up he's to, bed. Gone to bed. The entire party is gone. Um, so Maud does what Maud does best. Mm-hmm. Chugged one back, yeah. threw the glass. I love the and fact that it shattered. Yes. Really. She just threw the glass and, and it, it shattered breaks. everywhere. You hear it. And it was one of those moments where I'm just like, yup, she's she's doing her best. She's mm-hmm. doing what she's got to do. Goes to the front door, opens it to Mr. Jim Chambers and said, Welcome to an evening with Maude. And then it cuts that's to black. Well. Because that's all he was getting. That's all he was getting. It was, an evening it was with just an evening with yeah. Maude. But it wasn't an unsuccessful evening for either of them. Very true. Maude, the next day, uh, she was. I think she was reading the paper, Walter comes downstairs, and they have a, a quiet little chit-chat, mm-hmm. where Maud says, you know, it was a very wonderful conversation, mm-hmm. Jim Chambers and Maud definitely had some uh, ideas that they didn't necessarily agree upon, mm-hmm. but it was a marvelous evening where two people had a conversation, and Mr. Jim Chambers walked away with a tidy sum of $1,000, $1, to which he got... From Walter's wallet. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and it ends again with just a moment where she goes, "Yeah, Jim Chambers raised a thousand dollars." And there's no dialogue, but it's all facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Walter's like, Walter, his eyes widen, his mouth opens, and Maude is just like, "Yep, mm-hmm. I got your money." Yep. <laughs> but another thing, wor- another thing worth noting. I think this was one of the first first series that dealt with uh, periods. Yes, yes. yes, there, there yes. Was a, during the party, there was a... A, a woman came up to, up to Maud and she's, she's... And whispers in whisper here, something to her ear. And Maud says, isn't it always the way? Yeah. You wait for... Right. Up, like, upstairs, yeah. in the bathroom, bottom cabinet. Right. She goes, isn't it always the way? Yeah. You wait for it and wait for it, and then it happens yeah. right in the middle yeah. of the party. Yeah. Like, I think that was only one of the first times they ever... Like, to mention a period. Yes. To mention any part of the menstrual cycle during a sitcom in the 70s. Like, that's very, very... Well, like, well this bold. is very typical Norman Lear because All in the Family was like the first series where you heard the toilet flush. Yeah. Up until that point, people in sitcoms, they, they there was no toilet flushing. They never went because to the bathroom. Of the body humor. There was, yeah, they never went to the bathroom. So I just... Yeah, that was... When I saw that moment, I'm like, wow, they mentioned a period. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. And I think that was honestly, like, on top of the other issues and episodes that came out of Maud, um, I think it was after the first season they had to present each script to the network censors. Mm, I'm sure. Each script to the to the network censors. Because Norman Lear liked to push it. Of course. He liked to push Norman it. Norman Lear loved to do that. Yeah. And it was very, again, I'm going to mention Mae West, because Mae West had to do the same thing back in the 40s, I'm mm-hmm. I mean, back in the 30s, where she would actually intentionally... Mm-hmm put double entendres mm-hmm. and saucy dialogue right. just so that they might mm-hmm. miss some of the other bits of dialogue. Right. So just that's... Yeah. And sometimes they would put <clears throat> certain things in that they knew would definitely get cut just so something just so something else could get, could 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 get, get in. left in. Yeah. I, I remember well, reading about that. When we get to Walter's heart attack, I have a funny story about that. Ooh, goody. I oh, goody. Oh, and there was, there was another recurring thing. I, I forget when it happened, but it it, it, it's a recurring thing where Maude, oh, where Maude enters had the it. phone and she's like no this isn't Mr. Findlay it's Mrs. Findlay Mr. Findlay has a, a mustache, mustache. <laughs> <laughs> but that was always a recurring thing because <laughs> it was a recurring thing they actually they actually continued yeah. doing that I want to say well into the end of the series um, where they would just utilize the fact that Maud had a very a deep, deep voice. Vast, <laughs> so profundo voice and every time she entered the phone somebody thought she was Someone Mr. Findlay yeah <laughs> <laughs> Even I think Walter in another episode like yeah. calls calls like calls a number thinking that it was Maud and he goes "Hi honey, sorry fella." Oh. Um but yeah, that was that was it. And there was also that one older gentleman who was like constantly looking for the bathroom. I never yes. I never got that joke. I didn't joke. get that joke. Where he was constantly looking to for the bathroom, and Maude was like just completely ignoring, ignoring him. him. Yeah, so I don't, I don't get the significance yeah, of it. I guess it was just a, a gag. I guess, or you know, she never actually tells him where the bathroom is. And when I guess, he finds I, it. Yeah, That's and I the guess part it's, it's supposed to be uh, evidence of how loopy she was from the the drugs and the alcohol yeah. that you know she never actually. Oh, you are looking for the bathroom, and then the, the, like turns away, yeah, and like never actually <laughs> tells him where the bathroom is. So, exactly. I, I guess that was the point of that. It was a gag. It was there. Yeah, I appre- I, I mean, not that every part. not every gag. They can't all be they gems. Be, yeah, they, they can't, can't all be gems. They can't all be knee slappers. They can't all be knee slappers. Yeah, but we can be knee slappers, well, and we are. We are knee slappers. We are knee slappers in our in our own minds. <laughs> our own minds. No, no one, no one gets the joke, but our jokes better than us. That's right. <laughs> you'll get these jokes later, and you'll laugh. Oh, you'll oh. laugh. Oh, they'll 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 practically pee their pants. <laughs> Get your depends ready friends. they're not sponsoring for us. They're, they're not sponsoring. So for they us. can it's only get yet. adult diapers. Adult they can't, get a, they can't brand. get a specific brand, <laughs> Unless unless they want to sponsor us, then by all means we can I mean I would have no problem being sponsored. I'll take that adult diaper money. Take. That adult diaper money. <laughs> i will take it and I will run with it friends. Uh, we'll, we'll even model them if we have it. <laughs> I'll just wear petticoats over them. That's right, just wear the petticoats over it. Right? <laughs> I'll have to make sure to make my pants a little bit wider in the hands. Yes, yeah, I will say, we're wearing our Japan's. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't even tell. Speak for yourself, I'll wear poise, you can wear Japan's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which one of us gets to be June Allison? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I may have killed her. I may oh have my killed god. her. may have killed, may have uh. killed her. Oh, but thank you, friends, for joining us on another marvelous episode this of. This one for that episode. What a great episode it was! What a like, what a quality episode. We're too good for each other. I don't. So we're so good. We're so it's funny. So catty. So I, I, I like can't believe it. If you would like to follow me, you can on my newly uploaded website thattomcat.com. And you can follow me on social media at that Tom all forms of social media. And if you would like to follow this gorgeous hunk of woman next to me, you can at. Hunka, Tony Holperm. That's uh, Tony Holperm with an I.com. Tony with an I. Tony with an I. An and of course, uh, Facebook, God will get you for that one, Walter. Walter, Instagram, Finley's Friendly Appliances. If you have any comments or if you want to email us, you can at Finley's Friendly Appliances at gmail.com. And we will see you. Another episode. Well, we won't actually see them. We won't actually see them. Well, you know, hear I us. always say that, and always catches me off guard. They'll you hear us. You will hear us. Yes. You will hear the dulcet tones the dulcet of our voice tones. on another marvelous, miraculous episode of
1: God will get you for, for that. that,
0: Walter.